0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh the Pong
1: Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Nice. Big Josh McCarthy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I had to jump in for while. You go ahead and said. jump in. Big Josh McCarthy this is at a, it again. This is what happens <laughs> one
0: day past tax day, and he's all excited. man. Oh, taxes are done.
1: Well, no, they're not. They're you not done. No, they're not done. No. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but California's taxes have been pushed till October. Yeah, that's right. good. Yeah. That's, so that's another thing. We don't pay taxes actually until Dude, October. you guys don't
0: pay taxes anyways because your state's just a joke. So let's just be no, honest. No, no, no. Yes. I
1: paid triple the amount of taxes, to be honest. You're doing your gas <laughs> you prices. That's for damn sure. Everything, everything. Everything. I paid $9 for a gallon of milk the other day. Oh, my God. Yeah, one gallon. No, no, no. yeah, one gallon. Eight eighty, eight eighty nine, eight eighty nine for a I, gallon. I go out of in the field,
0: go get it's it. Yeah, it's not the same. It is the buddy. same. You're right. It's a whole not lot better. The same. It's a whole
2: it's lot not better. The same.
1: It's yeah. a little warmer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That it is. laughs> that chill a,
1: down, man. It's kind of cold. Yeah. I, I got it out of the fridge. It's kind of cold. Uh, it's a little different. It just feels different. I don't know what it is. Uh, and then also too it was uh for two uh two dozen eggs it was $12 Holy Literally. shit
2: That's yeah. crazy. Go to Costco. Two dozen eggs. You need
1: to get Costco membership, bro. That was Costco, motherfucker. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I don't go anywhere else but Costco. I don't buy my milk at just, Costco because I don't drink that just much. Just figure milk, out but. for
0: your two dozen eggs there. It which, was which
1: I get at least every day.
0: See, it's like no big deal, man. No, it Doesn't cost crazy. me twelve dollars.
1: Yeah. No, but it costs you a lot to feed all them damn no, chickens.
0: No, all day free range, man. They're going They're all But I just lost two for the first time. Oh, something yeah. happened.
1: Cody's. Cody's. Something got them.
0: <laughs> something got them, <laughs> something huh?
1: Got them. I'm going to have to hunt. Something I was in. Now. I was in South Africa. Crazy story. I was in South Africa with Trevor Prangley at his at his mom's house, and. Um, we walk out. She has like a farm, you know. She has a farm, and it's all enclosed with the the brick walls, or whatever it is. But it's a big, huge brick farm. walls on she a would... farm. Yeah, I know <laughs> it is. But you gotta understand where they live. Okay. Once you get there, you you'll you'll get yeah. it. Um, but they all pretty much have like big, huge brick walls all around their properties, which is about an acre, maybe a little bit more. So two acres is what I think she owned. She had a pool, beautiful, like farm horses, <clears throat> chickens, all this stuff. Chickens and uh. Every morning, the the uh, rooster would wake us up. It was it was actually kind of pleasant. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, But we go out there for the first day, and Trevor goes, hey, look, check it out. Huge-ass fucking mole snake. Now, a mole snake looks like a black mamba. Yeah. So you have to sometimes come up a little careful because the black mambas will be in there, too. What they're doing is they're all curled up in the chicken's coop, and they're just waiting for the chickens to have eggs because they eat the eggs, yeah. and they just swallow them whole. But this fucking snake, I kid you not, was at least seven, eight feet long. Yeah, we, we just—it was huge. We, just, we, we get
0: what's called black racers here, uh huh. And so we're working on there because of the cows. I have a watering thing; it's called a Ritchie, and it's this thing that's stuck in the ground. You've got plumbing going to it, and it's got these little things that the cow will push down. And the water's right there, and then mm-hmm. as soon as the combo's moves away, it's that way the water stays clean. It's great, so I have to work on. We have to work on them, and uh, my daughter in laws going out to work on one of them giant-ass black racers, just sitting all wound up in it because it had been off for a while. So it's a perfect home for it. But yeah, the snakes are
1: good. <clears throat> snakes get rid of problems. So when I was a kid, my dad used to have a thirteen foot bow constrictor. Now he he got it obviously when the when the bow constrictor was yeah, right. uh, his name was Clyde, Clyde, by the way. So Clyde was about, I think, two and a half feet when my dad got it. Yeah. But that thing grew up in our house, man. And uh it's funny, you know how many times we came home and he had kind of like wiggled his way out of his, oh, pushed out way of his out. big yeah. glass thing. And uh we came home a couple times thinking that someone had broken into our house because all the the glasses were pushed out of the cabinets and all the other shit. And he had crawled up into the cabinets and hung out above the uh, oven and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was pretty funny, man. But there's nothing, nothing, I guess, a little more freaky than you're six years old, seven years old. And you come home and everything is thrashed in your house. Like the flower pots are knocked over. All the pictures are knocked over in your house. Like it was everywhere inside the kitchen. Everything was knocked out of the cabinets. And he had just made his way all through the whole house. You know, we had been gone for a couple hours and man, so you think you feel like someone could be in your house, like literally robbing you. Like You're not sure, (laughs) you know, at six years old, you're nervous. And little did you realize that it was just your snake. Who was 13 feet long, by the way. (laughs) Just quiet. And we used to, it's so funny, my dad, uh, people used to get nervous because my dad would let him out in the backyard or in the front yard. And just let him kind of like slither around, and and everyone would get nervous because me and my brother and my sister would be out there kind of hanging out near him. He's like, ah, oh. and people are like, man, aren't you worried you're gonna get your kids? He's like, no, I just fed him yesterday. He's full. Like he's he's had two rabbits and a and a and a mice or you know he's had a mouse a or two and or a rat no, no or whatever. Mice. But normally rabbits, you know, we usually feed him rabbits. rabbits. My and dad, chickens. we had a yep, yep. We didn't do chickens. I, it's funny we never did chickens. We had chickens. In our house, but we never we never fed them chickens. We always fed them the um, rabbits. Rabbits were the biggest thing, I think, because there was there was a plethora of them <laughs> in our house. The, Maybe not. They did when they when people say breed like rabbits, oh, they yeah. they meant b- breed like rabbits. Oh, yeah. I want to turn this off because we had a lot of complaints about the fan and the 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 hundred thousand uh, thing right there, the, 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 the flickering, flickering of it. People people were getting upset about it. So let me turn this really? off real quick.
0: Boy, people yeah. get their attention. Goes to that and it's like mesmerizing yeah, right. to
1: him. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Who
2: sits and stares at the screen for an hour and a half?
1: I'm always here <laughs> to keep the fans happy. Is that what Which you're? Which fans? For? The
2: ones in the ceiling or the ones that watch.
0: <laughs> Podcast Dave trying to be
1: funny. That actually Dave can't was. even spell manscape. You so can't even hearing. spell <laughs> or weighing he can't in. Can't spell mans.
0: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> We, right, we, we do go. an outstanding commercial and you, you got to give the credit look at the camera work we both did camera work for each other yes. we did but dave put it together and what a great job podcast dave did in putting that together all yeah. the way to the point where he couldn't spell manscaped <laughs> and weighing in so we <laughs> got so no crazy. hits
1: on it way to yeah. go dave <laughs> Yep, yeah, love it sorry right. and then when i asked dave i said hey what's the what's the code What's what's the actual like code people should buy you know to get the discount for? Oh, yeah. He's like, I forgot uh, the power ooh, I was Oh, uh, I forgot there's, uh, there's, there's there, uh, your spo- job. Yeah. oh, I'm you,
2: supposed you have, to put that. You have that? one job. You have one <laughs> job. Get the sponsor. <laughs> yeah, get the code. Yeah. And you know get, what our one pay. job is to hire Wait, someone. You know, that gets you know what's things funny? Right.
1: Hey, John. You know what he said? He said you have one job to get the sponsor. Get the code. Wait, that's we did two that. jobs. We did. Wait, there's more than we did. Get the sponsor and can't list. You can't You know why we're gonna lose the sponsor?
0: I'll end it because, because you
1: days. can't <laughs> spell, because <laughs> Dave can't spell. I love it. Hey, actually, have you used your 4.0? I have used my 4.0. It's actually fucking really, really it actually, good, It's right here. Look at boom. I have oh, my shit. 4.0, and it's fantastic. John, up. it's got the for everyone. Are you wearing underwear right now?
0: I am. You want to see
1: it? <laughs> the, just go ahead throw your leg up there. let me see can you turn it on turn it on i want to hear that noise <laughs> oh man yeah no i uh, i used it the other day and it was fucking pretty damn good it was pretty damn good no nicks no tears nothing like that sometimes ooh, you know what it kind of gives me a hard on maybe it's more than just a shape yeah it kind of gives me a hard on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we gotta stop. Every time lost. I, I'm just. Whenever I say something, me. every time I say it's, something like that, it reminds me of the movie I, uh, I, Top Gun. I think I just. I'm getting a hard on <laughs> Hollywood. I think we lost him Where'd Hugo? Where'd Hugo? I love it. That's fucking the, the original Top Gun was the bomb. Uh, the original. The the, the second well, one wasn't you are, bad. You are be definitely honest. showing your age now. Fuck yeah, yeah. I am. That was a really good show to be honest.
0: Eighty four.
1: Yeah when fucking hollywood and i don't even remember the other wolfman those two were they were like people that i fucking wanted to be (laughs) they were awesome where did he go where did who go what i think it was like oh get hard on like yes i was at that age i loved it it was great oh man what a great what a fucking great movie what a great, great movie. movie and they remade it they actually did a really good job i like i actually oh, like yeah, the man. remake it was, really you know, good. it was a little bit more hollywood version you know i'm, I'm sure good. one it was was entertaining a hollywood version but yeah it was it was very entertaining yep. they did a great job All right, well, hey, before we get started, let's uh, go ahead and go to com. pick up some of our sweatshirts and our hoodies and all the other things that are available there. We got hats, we got the short sleeves, we got the new styles that are all out right now. We're going to try to get, we're going to, we definitely got to hit up uh, our guy to to come up with some new designs. And Dave's got to put some pressure on this guy, too. I mean, you know, Dave's got to start pulling his weight around here, man. He can't, he can't spell, he can't figure (laughs) things out. But one of these days, we'll get him to go. And, uh, hey, we want to also invite you guys over to OnlyFans.com slash in. Now, I know we get a little bit of flack because everyone's like, hey, you guys are on OnlyFans. You guys are on OF. Da, da. That's a kind of Damn a, straight a we porn site type thing. And we're not like, you know what? Site. Not what hey, we do. No, not what we do. I'm not showing you my anus, no matter how much I am affiliated with Manscaped. Okay. Um, You know, it is what it is, but I'm not but, showing you my but anus But he now. will show you shaving techniques. But yes, I will show you some shaving techniques. you know if I throw my leg up here real quick let me Please hold on, don't. let me get it. I'm not as flexible, but let me get it up there <laughs> now uh but no it's uh it's been actually a great uh a great experience over there. A lot of the fans that we have over there right now get a lot more uh one on one contact with us if you know what I mean. But, uh, no, we're, we're having a good time over there chatting up with them. And uh, we take fan questions from that platform, only from that platform. And uh, we had a great uh, live show that we did the other day after we did our live show on YouTube, which, uh, you know, we're going to be doing more of the stuff on the OnlyFans. So go ahead and check us out over there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne. Uh, let's get right into the the UFC on ESPN. Which one was this? 44. 44 from kansas city missouri is it
0: 44 is well, it called something They were just calling
2: ufc it. on espn 44 well they're just Jesus. calling it ufc kansas City. okay that's what this if you look at control. the hashtags and everything that's all they just call can it can
1: we just can we just start calling them like okay not pay-per-view and pay-per-view <laughs> like that's not we costing we like, me like, hey, money this is, yeah. i guess they're all costing me money
0: because it's got to be on espn like, plus so it's costing yeah. me money
2: UF-free. But
0: still. UF-free,
1: none. They don't do that. U- UF-free. There no <laughs> There's such no thing such anymore. thing <laughs> No such thing. Um All right. Let's get right into the Miss main event. And uh we'll talk about the, the ESPN show tonight. It was actually a great, great car. There was actually a couple of good fights. Now, some fights were a little, they kind of drug a little bit. But there were some good fights. But let's get right into the main event there. What did you think of the Max Holloway-Arnold Allen fight? Uh, you know what?
0: I thought Max fought a very smart fight. I thought he did exactly what he was supposed to do to get the win. I mm-hmm. thought that Arnold did not fight the fight he needed to fight to win it. And and when I'm saying that, you you look at what he did in the 5th round and how he was going after Max. Look at. You, you got to fight that kind of fight when you're fighting Max Holloway. You've got to go after him. You got to you know put shots on him. You got to make it to where and even how many times did you see them clinch in the first four rounds? How many times did you see? How many takedowns did you see? Hmm. Yeah. But at least in the fifth, he was looking for those things too. And that's what you had to do. The thing that has made you become a really good fighter is you're well-rounded and you can go anywhere in the fight. And that makes you special. You played right into Max Holloway's style and game plan by trying to out technique a technician and Arnold Allen's got good good stand-up he, but it's not the same as Max Max is able to control distance he is a guy that you know he's controlling the timing of when the engagements are he's controlling the distance he's doing the fight that he needs to 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 fight to win and got you know god bless him good for him but if you're Arnold Allen that whole thing of world war three you know before the fifth round if you had fought the whole fight like that, you had a chance of winning this fight. But you didn't. And that's why Max Holloway is still <clears throat> the guy sitting right there
1: at the top. Uh, but I was going to text you and I didn't text you, though. I should have, though, because um, it'd be it actually make me feel a lot better about my comments. Uh, and would like, oh, Josh was foreseeing the future <laughs> kind of thing. But when I saw the look of Max Holloway as he walked out, that's not normally the look that we see of him when he walks out. It's normally that, the smile, the laugh, the relaxation. He had a different a look more of him serious. tonight. A little more serious. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it. but It seems like you did. Yep. It, he came out with the fact that he was laser focused on what needed to get done. Yep. And it didn't matter how he did it. The, the objective tonight was to not get clipped, not get knocked out, and to go out there and just touch him. Touch him, touch him, touch him, and just kind of try to kind of run away with the fight. Sure. Um, I had it. I had Max, uh, I believe losing the first. When no, sorry, winning the first, losing the second. Okay. Yeah. Winning the first, losing the second, then winning the third, and then ran away. And then the fifth was like, you know, I think I gave it to Arnold. Yeah. But it was, it was one of those fights where it was, it didn't seem like it was really that close. Like Max seemed like he was always in control. He always had like that. Hey, I can get it when I need to. And that that all came from when he walked out. That feeling of, look, don't do anything stupid. You're the better do fighter. Stupid. You fought. You fought all. You fought everybody in this division. You've beat pretty much everybody in this division. Yeah. And just don't do anything stupid. Just keep your composure. Don't get into a slugfest. Piece him up. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. He'll make a mistake. Arnold, no. I'm going to be honest, though. John... I I told you this off air uh, before we even got on here was I said, you know, I was, I was high on him, but I wasn't like sold on him. There's a difference between, Hey, this kid's good. I'm excited about him. And this kid could be something that's a, there's a difference there. Sure. This kid could be something. Oh yeah, he's. I've got he's a lot. I've got good. a lot of. I've got a lot of respect for him right now. Look, he came up short tonight. No knock on him. He understands. I think when he goes back to the drawing board, he's going to see it. There's not. He'll see it. He'll, see it. he'll understand. Yeah. But he's fought somebody who's fought the who's who, and not only has he fought the who's who, he's fought the guy who has been the best at 145 outside of him, and that guy. Is been doing really big things. Those guys have been back and forth with each other. You can say, sure, he's lost two or three times. I technically had him win, I think, the second fight. Um, But regardless, when I look at Arnold Allen, he's a lot better than I thought he was. I got to give him some love because I know it didn't come out his way tonight, but he just went with somebody who is a fucking animal, man. Max Holloway, when I look at fighters, when I look at fights in his past... The Calvin Cater fight. We all talked at that after that fight. We're like, if he fights like that every night, no one's beating him. Right. I don't give a shit what what weight class, what division, not weight class, what division or what promotion you're in. That dude will mop. Or who he's fighting? And that yeah, that guy right there will beat anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight, he just came out with the more focused look in his face. That no matter what you do, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to touch you. I'm not going to get distracted by it. I'm not going to get. Uh, Coaxed into this, like, hey, let's just stand and trade. No, no, I got to get a win. Get back on track. Keep my keep my position in this division, which is what he did, and and uh, and establish himself a mainstay at the number two or number one, number two, whatever, wherever he's at right now. Arnold Allen, I feel like didn't lose any leeway. He did what he had to do tonight. He is the best. He he showed he has a ton of power. Got a chin. um, He yeah, he's got a great chin. Uh, He did some great stuff, but I have to agree with you on this, though, John. He tried to be the technician by being a technician. You're not a technician, man. Like you can, you have technique. There's no doubt about it. But to say that you're going to outbox probably one of the best boxers in the sport in in the sports history, I would say like he's Max Holloway is one of the best boxers in the sports history. You know, you got to give this guy some love, man. He's up there. He's I would say top three, top five for sure. He's a fucking animal. And you're just going to go out there. You had some good leg kicks. You had some good, you know, uh, you know, striking, but you got to mix it up. You got to be an MMA fighter. You can't beat Max Holloway with just boxing and kickboxing. Max Holloway's going to he's just going to out technique you. He's been out there with the best guys in the world. I mean, he's been there with the guys in the 155 pound division, Dustin Poirier and these other guys, you know, he's been there and he's been the best guys at 145 also all across the 45 pound division. There's nothing you are going to show him on the feet that he hasn't seen. You got to mix it up. You got to catch him off guard. You got you to gotta make it. You got to force him out of his
0: style. Force you make it a dog him out of him being able to. If he's the one that is dictating the engagements, you're going to lose. That's what Volkanovsky does. Volkanovsky doesn't allow that. He hits him with power, he makes him have to respect the power. And then when he tries to start to establish. I'm going to take the momentum here. And I'm going to be the one to control it. takes it away. That's, that's your way of beating Max Holloway. And it's not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying that. But that fifth round that you saw. Out of Arnold Allen. Dude, start off the first round like that. You know. It's, it's easy for me to sit here and say. Hey. You know. You can win it. You can lose it by doing that. Yeah, you can lose it. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But. You can win it that way, too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to You gotta say, man, I'm going to live by, by the sword. I'm going to die by the sword. I am going to make him fight my fight. Sure. Don't let him get on a roll. Don't let him start to establish that he can control the range. He can control when those engagements happen. And that's what makes Max Holloway so good. You got to take that away from him. It's not an easy thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot easier said than done, That's especially true. when hindsight's fifty fifty. So it's uh, it's one of those things. Like you, it's hard. It's hard. Like for someone like Arnold Allen, we want when I saw from him. Tell me, am I wrong? Was he as good as you thought he was, yes. or is he better than what you thought he was? No, he's exact. I have, I've always
0: said. And you know this, I've
1: talked about him. Yep. Hey, hey, yeah. This guy's, you're good. the one that turned me on to yeah. him. I
0: said, look, I, th- this I, I actually didn't
1: think he was that good when yeah. I first saw him. And, I was like, and ah. one of the things that I was always
0: impressed with, you know, coming out of, you know, where, you know, England, where he's from, you don't get guys that are great wrestlers or anything like that. He really, he can really wrestle. He's got good takedowns. He's got good ground and pound. You know, he's, he's got the full fucking game. He's that good, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think he proved that tonight, how good he is. He's just that, you know, in learning how you get over those great fighters, which Max Holloway is one of those great fighters. You got to lay it on the line. You just got to you got
1: to tell yourself, hey, I'm just going to go for it. You know where you run into a problem with guys like him um, is that their wrestling is good enough to get them in trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So what it is, is it, for those of you guys at home, is that the wrestling is good enough against somebody like a Max Holloway to maybe get one or two takedowns or to maybe not get one, but to, to threaten, it. threaten it. But then what happens when you're stuck on your feet against someone like a Max Holloway and you're a little bit tired? You get the shit beat out of you. And that's what goes through a fighter's mind, that they're not the best wrestler. So do I expend the energy... Trying to get a takedown or two and make myself super tired where he can then push the pace and tap and then and just touch me up and potentially knock me out or or cause damage. Nah, when I know I can stand on the feet with him and potentially get a knockout, but maybe not. But you're better
0: off threatening it. Making him at least have to have the thought of, Oh, he will go here. Oh, Mm -hmm. he's gonna try to take me down. Let me think let me at
1: least think about it. You're better off. But those, but those fighters that are not great at wrestling, they don't think like that. They, they, they think like, "Ah, if I get too tired on the feet, he's a little bit better than me, but I can stand with him and not have to worry about being doing it when I'm tired. I can circle, stay away. I mean, there, there's been times where I've fought really good wrestlers and going, ah, fuck, if I waste my energy, you know, on the feet, ah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a lot to deal with and trying to defend the takedowns when I don't have to just keep, try to keep it on the feet. I think, look, like I said, Arnold Allen, he he showed me tonight that he's a lot better than I thought he was. He's a better fighter than I thought he was. Uh, he, I thought he was great he when he was fighting lesser opponent. Opinion. No, yeah. nope, no. But he he proved to me tonight that like he can stand with one of the best guys in the game, if not one of, the, if not top two or three best guys in the game. And so when I'm talking about he was able to get not just by standing up with him. But he didn't lose any ground like he didn't get dropped he didn't get knocked out he didn't get like wobbled he didn't get any of that shit like he he was there he just had to push a little bit more and believe in himself a little bit more but this was a huge step up in competition I know that he was ranked what number four and yep. max is number one or number two well, he's number when you're two because yeah you're I, yeah that's right yeah so when, but when I look at this fight like he didn't lose any ground and he did what he was supposed to do but when I look at the, his past opponents he really didn't fight anybody anywhere near Max's level. Nowhere near. And Max has had so much damn experience. Well, he fought Calvin and, Cater. Yeah, I, I, I didn't look at that as being... We <laughs> we, we saw with... And nothing against Calvin, no. man, I'm a huge fan. But we saw what Max did to him. Yeah. And that's that not... That was Max's best performance ever, though. I agree. I do agree. But styles make like matchups. And, you know,
0: and, 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 and again, I, when I say that was his best performance... I do have to look at his performance against Arnold Allen and I'm super impressed that he stuck to his game plan because yeah Max sometimes you know he's got that freaking Hawaiian warrior spirit he wants to just throw down you know and he's done that <laughs> Hell, when I when I had the fight with him in Lamas, he had beat Ricardo Lamas every minute of that fight and in the last 10 seconds of the third round he points to the center and says just let's set our feet and sling and i'm like
1: looking at him like what the hell are you doing that for but that's what makes max yeah. holloway who he is but he wasn't doing that tonight no. and, that's, and my that's, point. That's, that's my point that's why was I said the focus really smart yeah the focus was a lot different tonight yeah. the focus was get myself back on track stay the course and the course is to get back to the title mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that from his walkout. From the very moment he walked out, he wasn't even in the cage yet. He was leaving his locker room. You're like, this kid's laser focus on what the goal is tonight. And the goal is is to get the win, yep. move on to the next to Get fight. back on the winning, winning track. Good on that's him. That's what he did. Good on him.
0: Next fight. Oh, we had Billy Corantillo against Edson Barbosa, who we haven't seen for a while. Man, what? A, there was two of these throughout the, the mm-hmm. night, but, you know, the – the Brandon Royval, we'll talk about that against Mateus Niklau. and then Edson Barbosa with Billy. What a knee! And what? How? I mean, mm-hmm. and this is where people are like, "Oh man, you know, lucky." No, trained, practiced, no. just time after time that motion during that type of sequence, and he pulled that off. It was beautifully timed, beautifully placed. He was definitely out you know and it's like you know i felt bad for him because you know he's like you know looking at keith peterson like oh no i'm good it's like you have no idea what occurred you know Mm. he just he was not there for that moment of time and uh beautifully done by his and they were throwing at i really give it billy was doing exactly what he had to do to fight with edson barbosa he can't just stand on his feet and, and be in a gunslinging battle with him so he pressing trying to get into him, trying to take him down at times. He was working hard to close that distance, take away a lot of the kicks that Edson's so good with. He was fighting the kind of fight he had to fight to try to get a, a win. It was, just, you know, Edson found that
1: found that spot and touched it and that was it. Yeah, I'm not going to say that Billy fought a good fight. I'm going to say that he there he had exchanges where he um was doing what he had to do, but I think that he I think he made it so obvious that the takedown was his main focus that it made Edson, it made it predictable for Edson. He knew that anytime he got within the pocket that he was going to try to shoot towards it. Bill, yeah, and and Billy was just anytime he got too close for to the striking for the boxing, you knew the takedown was coming and then for Edson it became predictable. Um we saw it uh a, a while back. I think it was with um who did he fight? It was uh Dariush now, he hit him with the flying knee with Dariush. But Dariush also mixed up a lot of the striking with some of the wrestling in that fight. If you go back and watch, it was a great fight. But with Edson, right, Everyone, I think Edson understands, everyone's just going to try to take me down. You think? With Billy, yeah, he was striking. He was striking, but he knew that the takedown was coming and because Billy didn't, Billy didn't go like, okay, I'm going to strike and just keep striking as I hit you. It was almost like every time that Billy hit him with a hard shot, I'm going to take you down. Whereas most people that are good strikers, they like, I hate you with a hard shot. I'm going to keep striking to try to get you out of there. That's not what Billy's mindset was. No, but... Oh, I landed something stop, hard. Stop. You
0: can't sit there and say that, Billy, I'm your coach, and I think you need to just... You're going to strike with Edson Barbosa. That's how you get fired as a coach, because that's lunacy. Let's just be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. But uh, I also um, think that when you land a good shot, I don't care if it's against a good striker or not, you got to keep going. You can't just, like, all of a sudden, oh, I landed the hard shot, and now let me just shoot down on your legs. Well, hold like on.
0: There was a fight, uh, only a couple before that, where Ian Kutalaba did exactly that mm-hmm. and finished
1: the fight. Okay. Did he not? Okay. Okay. But is Tanner Bozer anywhere near Edson Barboza stand up?
0: I didn't know. There's no, there's not a whole lot of guys that are stand up. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> Technical, I hit, but the other thing, too, when you look at Edson Barboza in the past, like he's got he can take a shot, but he doesn't have a great chin, it's not fantastic. No. You know what I mean? Like he can take a shot, he's a he can deliver a shot. he's, he's the, he's the a racehorse, yeah. But as you can tell, though, as you start landing more shots, he starts to wilt sure. a little bit under the pressure. Yeah. He starts to back up a little bit. He starts to go ahead and just, he starts to say. I'm not saying he count. Doesn't count. He starts to keep his hands tight. He doesn't throw as much. He's more of a defensive fighter, and he starts to take more shots. Billy had opportunities in that fight where he landed some clean, hard shots against Edson, and instead of, following up with a shot or two and then shooting or waiting for Edson to look like he was recovering. He didn't. He shot down right away. When he landed on the hard shot, he shot on the double leg. There's, there's the thing though, John, like you, even though you're fighting someone who is a very, very dynamic striker, you still have to stay focused in the fight enough to know what you are doing. Not automatically have the game plan already perceived in your head. I'm gonna land a shot and shoot. Land a shot and shoot. That's what was in his mind. There was never like, oh, if I hit you hard and I see that you're in trouble. He, even if Edson had got in trouble, wobbled, he would have never have known because he was already shooting. He was already, that's he was already the, pre, that's, pre-programmed for it. You're saying he was pre-exactly. Yeah, he yeah. was pre-programmed to shoot the double leg or shoot the, the takedown. And that's where you've got as a fighter, you've got to make the the the. the the, dis- the the discrepancy? uh Did You
0: have to be- make the determination when.
1: Yeah, you have to make the determination between like, oh, that was a hard enough shot and still be able to look at what's going on. That's like a yeah. kid that shoots a double leg with his head down, doesn't know if, how deep he is or how close he is until he actually looks his head up and goes, fuck, I'm in deep. I'm in like hands around the legs. Shit, I got in this deep. Holy shit. The wrestling doesn't even start until you get there. Well, the fighting doesn't start sure, you land the shot, but it doesn't actually start until you start to finish up and follow up to knock the guy out. And that's kind of where he was at. Like, he he landed some good shots and maybe could have landed a second and a third, but he had already had it in his mind. And he didn't even know, he didn't even care that he landed the hard shot. He went to wrestling. That, and I'll give you a look, and I'll even talk shit about myself. Um, I fought uh, Kalajiri in Japan in uh, in Dream. And I rocked Kawagiri in the third round. I already lost the first two rounds by just getting taken down and fucking like fucked. And and in the third round, I rocked him, had him like wobbly, but I had it in my mind already that I need to get him down because I know if I put him on bottom, I could pass his guard. I could mount him. I could probably do ground and pound, all these things. I had it in my mind. You, If you on top, he can't stop you. Like I knew if I was on top, he couldn't stop me. But on the feet, he couldn't stop me either. I just had it in my mind, though. So I rocked him. And even though I rocked him, I just shot a double leg. Didn't get the takedown. Got put on bottom. Got leg fucked again for the rest of the round. You know what I mean? Like, that's how (laughs) fucked up it was. In my mind, I fucked myself. And that's kind of where Billy was tonight. Billy was punch, punch, land this hard shot. Didn't care. Just takedown so it sucks but this is the game this is the nature of the beast and you can't afford to make those kind of mistakes against someone like Edson Barboza who's just on the feet boy oh, he's good he's disgusting so he's so fast just, just John he's disgusting yeah. I, I yeah. they offered me to fight him like four or five times when I was supposed to fight Pettis I'm like fuck you guys this guy wasn't even ranked and they're like yeah fight Edson Barboza I'm like fuck off who is this guy? I've never heard of him, and I'm never going to hear of him either because you call me again for him? I'm Fuck you. I'm not answering you. the phone. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, we yeah. had
0: Azmat Mirza going up against the Hanyak and Dustin Jacoby. Man, I'll tell you what, it, you know, Mirzakanoff said, said he broke his arm. Maybe he did. Hmm. I don't know, his left arm, but he he definitely landed that left hand enough times, and he definitely put Dustin down a couple of times with it, but... I really, I really am gonna, I'm gonna side with Dustin in the fact that look, he, I, he lost the first two rounds. He came back and he won the third round and he fought, mm-hmm. he fought his ass off. And I really, I appreciate a guy that's really, you know, sticking in there, he has that mentality and stuff, cause he took some hard shots in that and, uh, you know, brought it back. Obviously, he loses the decision, but, you know, really fought his ass off. And I, and I really appreciate how much he put into that because that was not an easy fight. And, but Murzakhanov
1: really proved, you know what? He's good in his stand-up, man. He's got power. Yeah, you know what you find is when fighters can dig deep in the third round and realize that like they didn't have nothing to lose. They've already lost the first two rounds mm-hmm. and still try to win that third round. Yep. And not just want we win the third round, but like try to really get after it and try to get the win. Those are the fighters that I think if you're a promoter, right, you're looking going, okay, we're going to keep you around a little bit longer yeah. because we want to see that grit. We want to see a little bit of that, like, never say die kind of bullshit. And I think I think that was there for him. So uh, Dustin's a stud. He's obviously super tough, but, you know, wasn't enough. Uh, next fight. Ian Kutalaba against Tanner Boser. We kind of talked about
0: it. Kutalaba known for his first round. You know, he's super strong. He's athletic as far as... He's got speed in his hands, but he tends to tire out quickly. Mm-hmm. If he gets put on the bottom, he doesn't do well from there. He's great in the top position. Well, he was able to put you know a shot on Tanner Bowser, put it put him down, and then went to the takedown. But when he went to the takedown, he went to the ground and pound and and tied up that arm and started just jackhammering him and made, you know, Keith Peterson stop the fight. So it was a well, you know well-orchestrated scenario by the Hulk against Tanner Boser.
1: Yeah, do you look at the same way for the heavyweights going down to light heavyweight? Do you look at it the same as the fighters coming from 70 to 55, 55 to 45? Do you I, look at it the same? I, I,
0: I, I never look at it like it's a good thing most of the time because in the the one thing I really look at is speed you don't get a lot of heavyweights that are super fast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you're dropping down into light heavyweight and you're not super fast, some of those guys are pretty damn fast at light heavyweight, mm-hmm. pretty athletic. Kutalaba being one pretty athletic, pretty fast with his hands. I just look and you know, it, it always comes down to speed kills and it's very hard to deal with when you can't respond as someone is coming at you in time to slide your head offline or to do the things you need to counter the fight becomes very difficult. And I think that's what we saw.
1: Yeah. I think anytime you're going down in weight, you're gonna have a hard time with those fighters. Everyone's like, Oh, "Oh, you have the size advantage. Yeah, but you don't have the speed advantage. And the speed kill situation just resonates, I think, for a lot of people. And if you're a casual at home that you don't understand, mm. the bottom line is is that saying, speed kills, it sticks around. It's been around for years and decades and forever long. The reason being that it sticks around is because it's fucking true. true. You know, uh, those type of things. And it's, answer me this.
0: When someone's real strong, and you've, you've grappled with guys that are out of your weight class, that are real strong, mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with. But it's like, eh, I can get, I can slip here, I can hold here. When you're dealing with someone with speed, which is worse for you? Which one's harder for you? The guy that's real strong or the guy that's real fast?
1: Yeah, it's always the guy that's actually, I get it from the guys that are 125, 135, 145. Those the are horrible. the guys when they're underneath you, you're trying yeah. to like trap them and they're moving around. They're, they're like, like a net. They skirt out from underneath you a lot easier than the guys that are heavier, obviously. Now, like I've trained with, I've grappled with guys like Mike Kyle, Cain Velasquez, and DC and all those guys, right? Trevor Plingley. I've caught all of them in submissions several times. But it's the transitions that I catch them in. Keep moving, keep moving, and eventually they'll make a mistake and leave something exposed. Bro, I've grappled with guys like Bobby Lashley. And I think I've told this story where I've caught Bobby in an armbar. You know, and just but he just picks you up like this. (laughs) Picks me up and just slams my head on the (laughs) ceiling. You know what I mean? Like I have I've been around with these guys that are just fantastic wrestlers slash grapplers, and speed does kill. It does if you catch them in transition. You know, the very first time I ever caught Cain Velasquez was in a bulldog choke. We just came out of like a a a wrestling exchange and he went for like he dropped down on this on the leg. I got out from underneath him like a technical stand up and he came up on a single leg. And I like limp legged out and we just fell. I kind of just fell like right in a headlock type position and just locked in. He tried to grab a single leg and I just locked in on the bulldog choke. And that's how it finished. It was like, that was the very first time I ever caught him. And it was one of those weird exchanges, but it was the speed of it all that happened. It was like limp legged out, boom, fell. I actually just fell down right in the position, boom, locked on. A heavyweight would have never have done that to him. You know, because it would he he was always faster than most heavyweights he fought. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just was one of those. And you went, yeah. Oh my god, he's human. No, I was. <laughs> I actually pretended like nothing happened, so I didn't get my That's ass. Kicked the way to do it, because <laughs> that. then he goes, "Let's go again." That's what you do. Then he That's goes, "What you do?"
0: Let's go again.
1: Yes. <laughs> and you go. No. no. <laughs> it was a five round fucking thing, so we had to keep going. I think it was like yeah. a minute and a half oh, yeah. in. I'm like fuck <laughs> like i had <laughs> i had three and a half more minutes to survive and knowing that he was just gonna maul me to death That's, and he did yeah. he, he fucked me up <laughs> yeah. yeah pedro muñoz taking I, on chris guterres
0: you know pedro you know i've known him forever and stuff he was having a hard you know streak he hasn't won a fight in a while this was a super important fight not an easy fight with a guy no in chris guterres who's got a ton of talent uh, very technical striker and everything, but power in the first round, Pedro puts shots on him, hurt him. And, you know, really it was the difference of power. Pedro was able to, at times, land heavy shots that affected Chris. Chris was ne- never able to really get into Pedro. And I thought it was a, 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 just a well-fought fight, you know, by a guy that needed to get a win. He really did. And I think he was under the pressure of that because he had one two or three losses in a row now, or I think one was a no contest, but uh, that was, that was a big win for Pedro. It was nice to see.
1: Yeah. I, I looked at what, uh, Chris brought to the table and we talked about this in the midweek show. I thought Chris is going to post some threats for him. But yeah. then as the fight started to unfold, I could see that Pedro had already seen everything. Chris had, could, was bringing to the table. He's like, I've already seen this. I've already seen these kicks. I've already seen this striking and as i touch you you're going to start showing me a little bit more respect and that's exactly what it was yeah. Pedro just realized that you're not showing me anything that i haven't seen with all the best guys in the world that i've fought already like i'm not scared of anything you got and, and not that he would have been scared anyways yeah. but it's like there's always a little bit of that cautious especially, that when, especially when you're on a losing streak yeah and there's the, the 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 ones that are coming up to fight you and you're just kind of like all right there's a lot of buzz around them. They're good. They're tough. They're resilient. They're, they're doing something different, but in reality, they're not really doing anything different. You're just, you're just viewing them differently because you're, like you said, they're, you're coming off of a losing streak. Like, am I losing it? Am I not seeing what's coming? What are they doing that, that I haven't seen before? The reality is they're not doing anything that you haven't seen before. It's just a matter of how are you, visually seeing it unfold in front of you when it comes fight night. Yeah. And that changes based off of your confidence and your um, the confidence of, of what you're doing in the cage. And I felt like Pedro came in tonight with like a lot of confidence going, I got this, man. I got this. And so, yeah, I thought I thought Pedro fought a very good fight. He had that, that sense of like focus, a little bit like how Max did. Like, this is the goal. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. And that's what you're going to get from from top level fighters and page was one of those guys yep. just a great performance by him by the way rafa garcia taking on
0: our man clay the carpenter guida just was a hard night for clay the re- yeah the inability to actually utilize his wrestling and i thought it was going to be the real question was rafa's good with his wrestling is mm-hmm. clay going to be able to get him down never even sniffed one
1: i've got I've gotta feel like something's going on with Clay's knees or something because he's just not shooting like shooting like he used no. to now I know the age is a factor, but the knees the the hips the body all those things that's gotta play something because I didn't see him he before he used to drive through you drive through on the double legs he'd run you all the way to the fence on his knees. Mm-hmm. That's not even in the conversation right no. now, so I feel like something's going on with the knees, the body um and not to take anything away from half or rafa garcia at all it's just that clay at the age that he is it's like you can see the explosiveness explosiveness to get to the takedowns not the same and the ability to keep grinding on the takedown like he used to is not there anymore yeah so um this is what happened it's so weird you know what's weird when
0: when you're fighting at you know lightweight because he was down at featherweight now that was Mm -hmm. back at lightweight and you're getting older. We talk about that, that hundred and seventy yeah. pound and down. Age really creeps up on you a lot faster.
1: I wonder how many times people are gonna tell me how stupid I am for saying shit like that. But the bottom line is the one seventy and below, it's hard to stay in the game as long as this fucking guy has sure. gotta give him nothing but credit, yep. nothing but love. Um, you know, him and uh Jim Miller, Cowboy, they fucking fought for ever in those lighter weight classes and shit got nothing but love and respect for those guys gonna to do it so long in those weight classes fantastic great job great job wasn't that his 60th or 61st professional (sighs) fight? jesus it's a lot fucking that's way too much
0: Bill Algeo against T.J. Brown. That was a great fight. That one was a mm-hmm. snobber blocker. They were just going after each other. A huge elbow and timed beautifully. And this is what happens. You get a guy that's trying to you know, press that, crush the space. He let his momentum come forward, lands the elbow. Uh, I really enjoyed the fight. I thought T.J. was actually fighting really well. I thought... Going into it, I thought Algeo would be difficult for him to get by, and he was looking really good, and I was like, man, maybe I'm wrong about this, and then Algio caught him with the one, and mm-hmm. I think he definitely did a, a, a surgical job on his nose. It's not going to look the same until it gets fixed. He-
1: yeah, he was giving me flashbacks of Josh Thompson, Tony Ferguson. Fucking, <laughs> it was a beautifully timed elbow, elbow right, right as he stepped in. It was nicely timed. He just went right across. And that's what Tony did to me on the very one that cut me right here. See this little scar right here I have on my forehead? He cut me right there. And it was nicely timed. I just stepped in. He came right over the top. Boom. Hit me clean. Dropped me in the second round. Beautifully done in this fight. I mean, as soon as TJ stepped in, boom, hit him with a beautiful elbow. Sat him, boom, done. Nicely done by by Bill. Great job. Yeah. Great great performance. Great job. Give me flashbacks. Don't <laughs> like you for that, but, you know, hey.
0: Brandon Royval <laughs> against Mateus Nicola. We kind of talked about it for a second with the big KO knee. I mean, yeah, I'm being honest. I wasn't sure what he hit him with. When he went down, and then they showed it in slow motion, it was pretty easy to mm-hmm. see what he hit him with. That knee was beautifully timed, and then just when he got on top, those were some nasty elbows he was going after him with. Yeah. Love the way that he went after him. Yeah, that's a big win for Brandon Royval. Uh, he's he's maturing as a fighter. You can see it, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: super impressive, especially one round. Um, if you guys. If you guys have listened to our show for a while, you guys need to understand this. Big John talks about it all the time. Young fighters or fighters that are trying to make their way up or fighters that are in the UFC or Bellator or wherever. When you hurt somebody like that, don't go down there just to control them. Land the elbows. Don't even think about punching them. Elbows, 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 because those things make the judges, or not the judges, but the refs, react a lot faster. And when he started landing those elbows, I was like, please stop this fight.
0: (laughs) Stop stop this fight, man.
1: It's the truth.
0: You try to tell guys, hey, don't don't go to punching. Elbow him. Because, first off, Josh, you know that there's a sound when someone punches something. Mm -hmm. and with the glove and there's a sound when an elbow hits too and these are the things that when you're you know watching on tv or you're in the stands you don't hear it trust me when you're the referee and you're standing right there you hear the difference and you hear the sound of that splat with that elbow and it connecting and it makes a huge difference and oh i'm not going to let too many of those happen and you see the response of the guy and you stop it and that was a beautifully executed scenario by brandon Royval.
1: You know what's funny is I don't think people remember is that Strike Force didn't have elbows on No, there. they did not. That's one of the things I didn't and like I, about it. And I loved it. I know
0: you did. I, I mean, we we argued about I it, it before.
1: It. Yeah. yeah. I loved it because it created more space for the fighter on bottom to get up, which caused more scrambles, which caused more activity on the, on the feet, which caused the fighter to get, be able to make it easier for the fighter to get back to his feet. I always, to,
0: I, I always agreed with you that I thought that it was a, a benefit for the uh, fighter on the bottom Mm-hmm. To not have to worry about being elbowed.
1: Huge, yeah, huge and benefit. When I was in the promotion, I was like, it's so much better than watching Sean Shirk just hold someone there and elbow them. You had <laughs> said it earlier on the show, or when we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah. hey, I mean, like, the 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 consensus was, is that guys like Sean Shirk made their career off of taking you down, controlling you, and just elbowing you with small shots and cutting you in the fight ending and being being very anticlimactic. Well, Force never had that because there was no elbows on the ground. You could elbow on the feet, oh yeah, but you couldn't you couldn't elbow on the ground. And I think that the ability the that you had to make the space to land the the punches gave the person from the bottom more space to be able to get back to their feet, or at least cause a scramble and be, and cause more commotion. And it made the fights a lot a lot better. Yeah, I felt, a lot okay, more, but I can I can give you
0: fights here. Let, think back, a teammate of yours. Okay, Mike Kyle fights mm. Bigfoot, <laughs> Silva, right? Yeah. He hurts Bigfoot, hits him with a right hand, hurts him bad, right? He goes down. Kyle breaks his hand on that punch but goes after him and he starts winging left left hands and he breaks his left hand. <laughs> Do you know how much that man wished there was elbow strikes so allowed on the yeah. ground in force? <laughs> I
1: know. I
0: felt so, I felt so bad for oh, him. Oh, dude, it was like yeah because he's looking at me like because he starts actually using his head right hey stop don't do that right And he goes john what do you want me to do my hands are broken i said, like that's up to you brother i'm All sorry right. man i feel you know bad what's funny him. though
1: is every fighter that fought bigfoot silva at AK broke their hand on his head he got a big old head dan cormier broke his hand yeah. and cain velasquez broke his hand and mike Cobb broke his hand both hands every fighter that fought him broke their hands on his head I, did Paul Bonatello fight him? I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. But uh I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Hmm. Uh anyways. Yeah, that was uh Hmm. <laughs> so much history, like in that out of that gym, strike force days, all yeah, that stuff. This... I not I, did, I didn't I never really cared for elbows, to be honest, but yeah. Makes a difference. No, Paul didn't Paul didn't fight him, huh? No, I didn't think so. No, I don't think so
0: either. All right, so but... then we had the uh, I guess we call it the retirement fight. Actually, ended up being <laughs> Zach Cummings against Ed Herman. Um, you look and you go, forty-two years of age for Ed Herman, thirty-eight for Zach. Zach, yeah, he never got credit for being an actually a really, he's a good fighter because he's got a good submission game, he's got good stand up, but he fought in all kinds of weight classes. You never knew where the hell he was gonna be. He fought in you know, light heavyweight. I don't think he fought heavyweight, but he fought middleweight. I think he went down to welterweight one time. Hmm. But this fight, he was in control of it the whole time. He hit Ed Herman with some big shots. Ed still, although he went down, he was able to survive a lot of those until the end when I think his nose got a little disjointed off of uh, one of the shots and stuff. But Zach Cummings deciding, you know what, I'm going to go out in my hometown with this win. Congratulations on a big win. Congratulations on a retirement. You were a hell of a fighter. Uh, Ed Herman making the same choice, but a little bit different, sad, sadder scenario. But Ed Herman's been around. Dude, you know, most people remember him from the Ultimate Fighter Season 3. And you mm-hmm. you want to talk about a great fight, the fight that he had against Kendall Grove. I don't know if you remember that thing. But what a fight that was. They went after I remember, each other.
1: I remember, I don't know if I remember that fight, but I do remember there was a couple of his fights that were just slobber knockers. And I'm like, how the fuck are you still fighting? Here you are, I don't know, fucking. 42. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, John, I've known him longer yeah. than since he was in the Ultimate Oh, Fighter. yeah. I've known him because a lot of my. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, in the, it, Yep, yeah. in the Northwest. A lot of what people don't realize is that um, I was one of the first fighters to come out of that Pacific Northwest. And then shortly after me, or not after me, like during the time of me and a little bit before me and a little bit after me, before me was Dennis Holman. I said Dennis Holman was just before you. Yep, yep. Just before me and Dennis, and I had like a grudge. We hated each other during the days. Dennis so, hated you know, everybody. We, <laughs> yeah. But we, we just, we had it out, man. We, we, we were trying to fight each other and I was trying to fight him, but then he'd always have his guys try to fight me. And I'd always fuck his guys up. You know, we'd always fight and he'd always schedule one of his younger guys or one of his guys that he thought could beat me. And, uh, I'd always fuck him up. And then I'd talk shit to him afterwards and we'd always get into it afterwards and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, Dennis Holman, it was Benji Raddick, it was Misha Tate was out of there. Yeah. We had Misha Tate, Brian Carraway, who else was out of that area? We had, uh, shit, there was so much. Who was the guy? <coughs> Not Benji Raddick, but he fought, I think, Benji Raddick, but he was still out of the Northwest. It was like Aaron's, I can't remember his name, short little stocky guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he fought in the UFC a couple times. Real good kid, Uh good fighter. Aaron Riley? I bo- no, there was a guy that fought Dennis Holman, and like he made it into the UFC because he knocked Dem- Dennis Holman out like clean in a small show. God, what was his name? Scroll down. Is this Dennis Holman? That's not yeah.
0: Dennis Holman. Oh, that's not Dennis no. Holman. Let me see. No
1: that's no. Dwayne, Dennis, Holman. D- Dwayne Holman Holman no, Dennis, Dennis Hall Dennis Dwayne same thing Holman. Hallman and now Holman. you
0: wonder why he couldn't spell man yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy is great do yes
0: there you go God, Superman who did he
1: He got knocked out real bad by somebody when, like early in his career before Frank Trigg. God damn, he has a lot of fights. <laughs> Frank
2: Trick lost oh, to Frank Jens Pulver. Okay, that would be back in the... Uh, Paul Rodriguez, he got knocked out. I think uh, before, but he does have two wins against Matt Hughes.
0: Because
1: he, yes, he, he does. Dude, uh, he armoured
0: Matt fast both times.
1: Scroll up. No, scroll back up. It's got to be up right before he got into the U.S. So, like, TKO lost to Frank Trigg.
2: Uh, Tikio lost, lost to Frank Trigg again. Tikio lost to Ankar Chalangov I remember he lost to Ray Cooper. John Howard knocked him out. No.
0: John Howard, Howard was small.
2: small. Uh Brian. Oh no no. Abert John Howard. TKO sorry. Tikio the elbows.
1: No, Brian ever something. Nah, no, this is all Mikhail.
2: No. Sab, Shit, it must sab. have been
1: somebody else, man. I thought he had knocked out Holman, but it, maybe it wasn't him. Yeah. Anyways, there was a young kid that out of that same area. There, good fighter. Uh, I can't remember. He got into the UFC for a little bit. Um, there's just so much history out of that Northwest, man. I mean, you got to think, right? Like, I was fighting on cards in Oregon, and uh, Steve Boyd was the promoter. I don't know if you ever know who that yeah. was. A guy named Steve Boyd. He had the WPKO was his uh, organization, and um, I was fighting. Uh, oh uh, uh, the kickboxer Marie Smith. I was fighting all of his best fighters. I was fighting all of uh, Randy Couture's best fighters on a quest, and I was beating all of them. So then that kind of the buzz got about it, you know, and um, that's how the UFC found out about me. And then I started like fighting. And then I moved down to California, but it was it was kind of that whole area. They had they had Evan Tanner, they had Dan Henderson, they had uh, Matt Lindland, they had Randy Couture, they had Marie Smith. I mean, they had Matt Hume. I mean, they, they, they just, during that time, I mean, like, it was it was fucking crazy to think that there were so many good fighters out of this little tiny pocket of area where the sport was really kind of irrelevant, to be honest. Like, well, like, even oh, up from Idaho where you're
0: from, Jens Pulver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jens Pulver. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Him and I were supposed to fight, I'd say. Scott Jorgensen, too. Three or four. He's from Boise. Yeah, he wrestled at Boise State. And uh, so did so did uh, Johns. Yep. He wrestled at Boise State also, but they, um, yeah, just that area. It was that area. Just we had nothing else to do but fucking fight and fuck. That was it. That was like we get drunk. We get drunk on the weekends and we'd go out there and try to fight people. And if we couldn't fight or try, if we couldn't fuck someone, fuck some someone, some girl, something, <laughs> or something, yeah, something. Uh, these days, something, whatever. Something, um, whatever you know, is. if we couldn't do that, we would try to fight somebody. So, yeah, we had some good times. But All right, next
0: congratulations fight. Congratulations to both Zach and to Ed on your retirements. You guys uh, yep. proved yourself very well throughout your career. So, Jillian Robertson took on Piera Rodriguez. And Piera said you know, she was undefeated going in. And she did not tap. But the fight was stopped because she tapped. <laughs> you can't make that motion. I don't know. And I, I heard that they said verbal so i don't know if she said Mm. something uh later on or she made a noise or something but i think she made a noise she she did not mean to tap yeah yeah but her hand gesture didn't look good but that's on you know it's not on jillian robertson she was a little upset with jillian it's like jillian did nothing wrong she put you in a beautiful arm bar you were in trouble and the referee Mm. stopped it that's the end
1: when I look at what Keith, when I saw the reaction from Keith, and I, I didn't see a tap either. Yeah, he did. Yep. But the, his automatic reaction when she popped up was, he, you could see that he said, "You made a noise." He, you, you could see his his. He like, called it he a, a verbal went, tap. Yeah, you could tell he goes. you Which went, means ah. if she Which made some type
0: of scream or mm-hmm. sound of pain, you that's the same as a tap. Yeah, and that's what he was it's saying. Over. We couldn't hear it, but that's why I said, I believe it. It's, you know, nice. Jillian, Jillian was doing exactly what Jillian does, too. Yeah. She was dominating that fight, you know, after a certain point. It was into the second round, and when she threw the armbar on, I was a little surprised. I thought she was going to hang out a little bit and wait closer towards, you know, the time getting more towards, like, the 430 mark, but she went for the mm-hmm. the armbar, and she got it. So, big win. Daniel Zellhuber against Lando Venata. I'll tell you what, Jason Herzog Side let this one night. go, man. Venata was in trouble. In trouble. And then he came back and proved Jason right with what he was doing. And that was a hell of a fight. Hell of a
1: fight. I thought it was I thought it was the fight of the night. Hell of a fight. If I go back through this fight, I mean, I know that, like, Roy Vall had a good performance, yeah. but it was it was one-sided. Like, there was other fights that were good. Al- the was a great fight was it was a good fight yeah. but this was a knockdown drag out all the way to the end yeah. great fight uh lando proving that he still has it and uh but then the young guy just coming on and the, using his reach his range he w- wasn't was utilizing his kicks as much as you would like no. to for someone who's that long no. but he would he was a lot faster than than i would have thought like he looked he looked really good i thought he landed some clean hard shots he was having success early in the fight and uh, it was a really good fight, man. I was like, on the edge of my seat going, holy shit, these guys are getting after it. Fucking, it was a great fight. Great fight. Denise Gomes against Bruna Brazil. Uh,
0: really, in this one, Bruna really allowed Denise to dictate the where the fight was at. Denise had more power. You saw it affect Bruna uh, throughout the fight and finally ends up with a TKO victory. Gaston Bolanos against Aaron Phillips. Bolanos looked good. Yeah, it was it was a good fight by both guys. Bolanos coming in at one thirty five. is the first time I've ever seen him fight at one thirty five. Normally a featherweight. And then Jocelyn Edwards against Lucy Putlova. This was a horrible, horrible decision. Did you watch this fight? Just say you John, did it.
1: I did not. Okay. <laughs> John. <laughs>
0: I, I'm, you know, I, I had people actually uh, saying stuff on Twitter to me about this fight. So you know, it's like, and I watched it, and it's like, I can't help that judges don't do things right. I can't help when a judge doesn't understand what the hell they're looking at. Putulova took Jocelyn Edwards down basically <laughs> at will throughout the fight, except in the third round, which I would have given to Jocelyn Edwards. But the first two rounds. Jocelyn Edwards had one moment in the first round where she got up from one of the takedowns after mm-hmm. being down there for a while and landed a couple of good shots but not enough to take the round. Pudelova definitely took the first two rounds and she lost it on a split decision. Sorry. Bad decision.
1: Can I Okay, so Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I don't want to talk about those fights. I want to go back up to the Zach Cummins and Ed Herman fight. Let's go because there was something in that fight where Ed had, I think, kicked him in the nuts. No, he kicked him in, kicked him in the I'll face twice. I've kicked him. That's right. I've kicked him twice. Yeah, and they they stood him both stood him up both times. Yeah, horrible. Okay, just wanted to confirm that we were on the same page and the reality of what was going on. <laughs> Hold on, I want you
0: to think about this. Okay, so <laughs> you're Ed Herman. And you just you get taken down by Zach Cummings. You get knocked down. You get taken down. You are on the bottom, and you commit a foul to get yourself back to your feet. Way to go, man! That's good, <laughs> smart fighting. The, the, ref, the referee was right in stopping it, but he should have put mm. him back in the same position. He made a mistake. The guy, you know, again, this is you had a, you have a guy that's never worked in the UFC. A local guy. This is guy. his big time. This is his big, you know, moment. He's been dreaming about this this is big and then all of a sudden there's pressure and the brain just doesn't sometimes kick into gear fast enough to make the right decision he made the decision on stopping it that was good gave Mm -hmm. the time that was good but if you're took a point the second time took a point which god bless him for doing it yeah you know he he absolutely should have but uh again you're allowing someone to get up off of the ground Mm -hmm. in a place that they don't want to be off of a foul probably yeah. making a mistake
1: yeah i'm not going to crucify him like as much as we would somebody else if they were the main event oh yeah um Big, on a pay-per-view and, and they should never fucking be there i'm not going to crucify this guy look I, the right person won the it. fight also like this yeah. is it's one of those things the right person won the fight and so okay let's just sweep it under the rug a little bit learn and from a it look learn from it
0: figure I'm, I'm, figure out good where, where did i make a mistake did i make the mistake yes i did how did it yes. happen this is how it happened Okay, learn from it, move on, don't let that happen again.
1: Because, you know, I, there's a lot of, whether it's commentators or whether it's people in the crowd, whether it's fans on Twitter, whatever it is, they want to crucify these judges and these refs from doing stuff like this. are not supposed to make a mistake. They expect no, yeah, They're not supposed to. But look, the reality is, is that we all, maj- I would say 99% of the people in the world, when do you learn the most from? Making a mistake. Fucking mistakes. Yeah. When they say you, you know, I learned the most from my losses. Yeah, yeah, because you fucked up. Yeah, you know when you fucked up. Yeah. and so you go back and you watch. You're like, damn, I fucked up there. I fucked up there. You, you people critique themselves a lot more. You should after a loss. You know what you should. Um, then if you uh, go out there and like, oh, I dominate. Yeah, I, I won. won. I, you're like, it's I'm not good. the same. It's like, I still won. I'm good. You know, no, it doesn't work that way. So, um, this ref, what's his name, Dwayne beat B- best huh? Dwayne Bess. Dwayne Bess. Look. Good on him, man. He Look, he did a good job. Overall, the fight, the right person won. Overall, you know, um, he took a point in the second term, in the second time. Good on him. He did a good job. He just, you know, one little mistake. He's got to fix that for next time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but he also wasn't doing this in the fucking main event, you know, in San Antonio, blowing shit up. Um, but he, So, but overall, like, hey, I mean, I'm sure we'll see him more if they ever go back to Kansas City. I like Kansas City. I'm a Chiefs fan, so that's why I know. Anyways, I'm a little biased. A little biased. All right, next. Uh, I mean, that's that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. That's going to wrap all it right, all so up. Give, Dude, me, a, give a me a score. Oh, John. Come on. L- okay. 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 Am I? Look, it doesn't have the same, obviously, cause it's not a pay-per-view card. Sure. It doesn't have that same, uh, you know? Well, it doesn't have the same depth of talent yeah. throughout it. But well, it just does. It it doesn't have that same but like feel. It has feel. some, it had, oh, it has a some card. Really impressive performance. A couple good fights. A couple good fights. I'm gonna go seven and a half. Okay. I could see pushing to eight, yeah. but I'd say seven. Uh, and I would have
0: said eight. I thought it was actually okay. overall. There were some good fights. I thought Roy Valls' performance was great. I thought oh great. Freaking Algio looked great. Uh, just a couple of really good performances in there, and then the main event was good. It you know. It was well played out by both guys, but it was a good mm-hmm. fight. So,
1: Dave, go back to the card. Let me see the full card again. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like I'm looking at this right. Like I look at, um, the Lando Venata fight against uh, how do you say his last name? Make it big again. Like you know, I Zell guess. Huber, even with glass. Daniel Zell like Huber. That. Yeah, Zell Huber. I thought that was fucking fight of the night. It was great. a great fight um i thought julian robertson she did a great, great job i thought the zach cummins ed herman there was a lot of nostalgia there for yep. me because ed herman i've known him for so many years uh the roy Volk fight great performance i expected that to be a lot more like the Venata, yes. uh, fight a lot more competitive but this is the way the cookie crumbles uh the algeo fight and tj brown fight i didn't think it was gonna be as good as it was and it was fucking fantastic yep. uh clay uh, i didn't know what to expect he is getting older the grind wasn't there um Hafa fought a great fight. Like it was, it was good back and forth. Yep. Pedro Munoz had a very dominant performance, I thought. Um, but I expect—I I wouldn't say expected more. I wanted Chris Cateiras to 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 come out of the going. Hey, I'm here to stay now, and I didn't get that from him. Okay. So that kind of let me down a little bit. like I had said like a couple weeks ago, I base kind of my judging of when I'm giving a number to these fights on how many knockdown dragouts. Do we have a star that is kind of, kind of came out of there? And in this, in this card, we didn't really get that. No. You know, I know, I know Arnold Allen is good. I thought he, I thought he's a lot better than I thought he was, but I'm not saying he's a star. Okay. I'm not saying he's a star. I'm saying that he's there. I think he, I think he proved to me tonight and I think a lot of other people that, that he's a fantastic fighter. He, to me, he's a lot better than I, I gave him credit from before. You turned me on to him years ago. Probably about two years ago, you turned me on to him going, hey, man, this kid's good. And I started watching him. Yeah, he is good. But he's a little sloppy wow, here. He's a little sloppy there. Yeah. But to me, he won me over. He's a lot more technical than that than, than I thought he was. And he's a, he's a smart fighter. He's not just some knucklehead that goes out there. And, oh, I'm going to just bully you around. Hit you with this, hit you with that, and just walk you down. I've seen you know some of his past fights. He rocks you and he just fights sloppy and just careless trying to get you out of there. Not tonight. He fought very technical, but you can't fight a technician with with trying to beat him with technique. You're not you're not a better technician than him. Not Max, anyways. And so, uh, but I don't know if a star was born tonight, but he definitely was a good. It was definitely a good fight. Edson's back on track. There was not nothing that really stood out to me. That's why I gave it a seven and a half. So I I want to give it more, but. but okay. All right, but hey, before we carry on to the PFL, let's talk onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. You guys subscribe to us over there. Give us a call. Give us a holler over there. Give us uh, some shouts over there. Give us some f- um, fans Q and A. And uh we're gonna be over there quite a bit the next couple weeks. We'll be there because John and I are traveling, so we get you know, we pretty much just want to try to keep in touch with you guys when we can. Anywhere we are, we're gonna be in Hawaii next week. My guy, I cannot My wait. God. Are you gonna wear shorts? Yeah. So weird. I feel weird going to like going to Hawaii, like right out of winter, yeah. the very first time, I'm kind of wearing shorts and like my legs feel all white. That's just
0: because you know you little hairy and you're all pasty you know. and you're in Hawaii
1: and you go, I really shouldn't like, yeah. put these
0: pasty legs out
1: there. But I don't. Yeah, care. but if you it, if you use your code Wayne in twenty on Manscaped, okay, you go to Wayne in twenty and use that, you get your Manscaped. What is it? Your uh, Manscaped four point your lawnmower 4.0, that thing was pretty fucking good, man. Pretty good. If you guys haven't seen our commercial, check it on out. Use your Wayne In code. Uh, Wayne In 20 code over there because Dave can't spell it, so I got to make sure I spell That's it out for you guys. Wayne In 20. All right, let's get into PFL. All right, we had Sadabu Sai going
0: against Jara Al-Silawi. Uh, TKO, very nice. Need of the body mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, thrown by Sadabu. He's six foot three, he's got a lot of length, you know. In the stand up, he's good, you know. His stand up is he's dangerous there, but you look at you know the the way he fights and everything. There's guys in that weight class that I think you know have a good shot of beating him in this tournament mm-hmm. that they have, but he came out and got the uh, I think five points because he got it in the second round, right? So, mm-hmm. came out. And Put himself where he's supposed to be being the guy that won it last year
1: yeah uh beautifully timed i think one of the most underutilized tools in the sport right now is the knees yeah like people don't use them in the and in terms of the exchanges like as someone's striking throw that knee look with knees it doesn't have to be hard it just has to hit the right spot it's no different when you're throwing like a hook to the body if you're a boxer it doesn't have to be hard it's just got to hit you in the right spot and uh it's funny because one of the things that uh, Islam used to talk about when him and I would spar, he's like, man, brother. He's like, I, I always am afraid to throw my my straight left because your knee. It's like, if I throw my straight left, if I reach too much on my jab, oh, it's be- it hurts. No, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, but beautifully timed knee, nicely done. Yeah. Good on him. Magomed, Magomed Karamov
0: going against Ben Eagley. Big time win. Six points yeah. if you're going to go off of their thing. But really established himself as look, he's won it before. He is he's the kind of guy that's going to give Sadabusai problems. He's got very yeah. good wrestling. He's got very good stand up, but his wrestling is outstanding. And from the top position, he's he's a beast. So mm-hmm. I think he really, with his win, put himself you know in that hey, I'm back. Oh. This is my weight class, and I'm going to be the guy that everyone's going to have to chase. So we're going to see what happens with mm-hmm. him.
1: Yeah, I mean, John, I, I kind of just watched like the main two fights or the main three fights or whatever. Uh, but Magomed Magomed Karam, Karamov, he's fucking good. Yeah, yes, he he's so good. Yep. And was he in the tournament last year? Because Sadabusai won it. Yeah, no, he got he, he got not,
0: he got pulled out. I think he got injured, wasn't it? He got injured in the okay. last year or something. Because
1: I know the year before he lost to Ray Bradacupa the yes. third, the third. Yeah, he lost in the final. He would won the
0: year before, and then he lost yep. to Ray Bradacupa. Um, yep. get knocked out. And then last year, I think he got pulled out.
1: Got it. He's good, man. Yeah, he and is. then I wonder how Cooper's going to do. Cause I didn't see, he didn't fight yet. He didn't fight. I don't know what so he's doing. I wonder what's going on with that. Don't know. Interesting.
0: Roush Monfio got a decision win against Alex Martinez. Mm-hmm. Pretty much dominated that action. Let's go down to some of the other fights. I thought Nate, Nate and Schultz looked mm-hmm. fantastic against Stephen Ray. He dominated that entire fight. Uh, when he get in the top position, just nothing Stevie Ray could do, and Stevie Stevie's got a pretty good, you know, he's good game off of his back. So Schultz shut him down with everything. Too much power on the feet, too good on the ground for uh, Ray to do anything with.
1: Nathan's good, like yeah, Nathan Schultz is Schulte's good. He's just good all the way around. He's a dog. He's someone that can fight you on the feet, on the ground. He he's he's just good. Yeah. He's he's a good fight, and it's no different than Steven Ray. Also, he's good everywhere. Also, like I love see these are two guys. I know for selfish reasons i'm like man i like to see these guys in bellator <laughs> because i i just see them like i'm sorry but i like i'm so i'm selfish that way you know when i look at these two guys and i'm like man you guys are they're extremely talented they'd be a good flavor they're a different style than the guys that we have right now i'm not saying that i don't think they would beat them but i think they would definitely make it fun yeah. because the guys that we have <clears throat> and so I, just so you guys understand i'm not just comparing like Bella, our bellator guys to ufc guys <clears throat> I look at the guys from this promotion, and I'm like, man, Shane Burgos right. would be great. Stephen Ray would be great. Nate Schulte would be great. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clay, Collard. Clay Collard. Clay yeah, Collard. Clay Collard. I love Brandon Lockname. Those guys. I would love to have those guys come over and fight. You know. Uh, but anyways, I just, look, I'd, great. I just like to see cross good and stuff. But
0: let, I did forget to go with Jack. Excuse me, Zach Jusola against Brandon Jenkins, that was a fun fight. Dude, those guys went after it. Brandon Jenkins was out of that fight, and he came back, and Jusola ended up getting the decision win. But, man, you talk about two guys dying in there. Both of them did, and both of them gave everything they had. I'm not sure if you saw that fight, but it was fantastic. I did.
1: Zach is known as the Juice 155 guy, I think, on Instagram. He trains out of uh, Elite XE or used to train out of Elite XE. I'm not sure if he's still there. They call him, like, the Juice Man or whatever. <laughs> he's... He, John, true story. Right after I beat Nate, I was out over at Extreme Couture, and this kid wouldn't fucking leave me alone. I'm going to be the guy. I'm the next guy. I'm the next guy. And fuck, he's doing his thing, man. Good for him, man. Good for him. But, hell of a fight, hell of a fight. But when you get around kids like him, right? Like, do you have it when when you got to get gritty? Are you the guy that just talks because he's like, oh, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody. Like, I'm tough. I'm this. I'm that. Bro, you showed me. Yeah, you're tough. You're tough. Like that. That's the thing. Like when when, when people come up to you and they want to start talking to you about this. I'm I'm this I'm that but I'm like but do you have it when the t- when the going get tough I mean like everyone has it when they're fucking oh, winning everyone's good when they're you know? the hammer and that's the thing and I, it's funny because I always I always looked at my fights and I perceive I always questioned whether I was a coward or not like based on okay I was good when I was dominant okay I, I yeah, I'm great but how I am when I'm getting my ass kicked. Am I going to roll over in the fetal position yeah. or am I going to turn my back, give up a rear naked choke like most people do? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Am I going to wait for the ref to jump in or am I going to keep fighting until I'm fucking completely out? So those were things that were important to me. Like it wasn't at that stage, if you're getting fucked up, it wasn't so much about, okay, am I going to win? It was more like, fuck, can I survive? You know, and, uh, you know, like, are you going to give up or are you going to keep keep trying to win? That was always more important to me than like at the moment, trying to fucking get the win at that moment, trying to survive to yeah. be able to try and have an opportunity to get the win. And, uh, <clears throat> Zach, Mr. Juice Man 155 on Instagram. <laughs> he's a dog, man. He, yep. He's a dog. And, and Jenkins felt, uh, felt the same way. Good stuff for both of those yeah. guys, man. Good fight. You'd like to see fighters dig deep and not come through like that.
0: We had OAM Oliver aubin Musier versus Shane Burgos in his PFL debut. Really how do I say it? Olivier did exactly what he needed to do. He stood with him in the beginning, made it to where he finally got to getting the takedowns. And once he started getting the take look, he can wrestle. He always has been able to wrestle. Burgos did not Burgos was trying to land the big shot. And the big shot never came. And, you know, he went after it all the way to the end, you know, and tried to get up and land big shots, but it just wasn't there as far as the the output. He was stymied by a lot of what OAM did. And this is, this is what we're talking about where, hey, you know, you can be that guy in the UFC. And I think Burgos is a guy that, you know, the UFC should never have allowed to go away. I think they made a mistake there. I think they know that. He's a good fighter and he's fun to watch, but. There's good fighters everywhere. And they, and I know OAM used to fight in the UFC. But OAM coming in as the guy who won the tournament last year had something to prove that they
1: put Shane Burgos against him. And he proved it. I also look at you that Shane Burgos went from 45 to 55. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a difference. He was always and a I, huge
0: 145-er. He was always a huge And 45. he's not a
1: small 155-er. I get it, but, but John, I mean, like, he was good at 45 because he was so big and he packed such a big punch and so strong, physically strong. Like, I'm surprised he didn't at least try to get there at, in the in the PFL to win the, the tournament at, one, at 145 first. And then, okay, after I won at 45, let me go up to 55. You know, now he's kind of stuck in that limbo. Like, you're, you're coming off a loss now, and you're going to have to get a win or six points in your next fight. Yep. Otherwise, a big fat zero. Yeah. All right, next fight: Clay Collard against Yamato Nishikawa. Uh,
0: Clay Collard, really good fight. Yeah, really good fight. Clay Collard doing what he does, a lot of volume, a lot of you know variety in his attack, and it was a good fight, back and forth. But Clay took over in that. You got to give it to him.
1: Well, I thought Clay was going to run away with it after the first round, but then the inside leg kicks, the leg kicks, inside out, outside leg kicks, all of those things, the calf kicks started having some. Nishikawa has some, some effect. has some speed on those kicks too. He does, but he, he seemed a lot smaller to me than Clay Collard. Is Clay yeah. Collard that big for the weight class? But Nishikawa didn't seem very big for me. Like he seemed like every time they got close, you could see the actual size a difference between the two of them. Yeah. Sorry, uh, but overall, I thought it was a really good fight. Very good fight.
0: Uh, bring, let's bring up, um, Delano Taylor, who was, he was in the finals last year against Saddam Husai mm-hmm. taken out by Magomed Umulatov in the first round. Big knockout. I didn't see it, John. That was a good knockout. What did he hit him with? Oh my God. He hit him with a freaking uh, I want to say it was a right hand. the one that put him down and then finished mm-hmm. him off.
1: Um. Why does Um Umolatov? It sounds like Molotov cocktail. Yes, Umolatov. <laughs> Umolatov sounds like Molotov cocktail. Um really good. Is he undefeated? I don't know. Can you click on him, Dave? I think, the I think. very first fight, all the way down. Thanks for paying attention, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about you. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Jeez, man. Leandro Silva. Oh, I guess he knocked out, uh, geez, man. I'm looking forward to seeing this kid fight more. Yep. TKO decision. KO KO. Ooh, 13 and 0, 6, 1. Welterweight. Oof. Eagles MMA. Yeah. Hard pass, man. I'm not trying to fight anybody from Eagles MMA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. Let's go ahead and get into a couple little uh, news clips. What do you got for us, Dave? Uh, so we're going to this first
2: one here. Um, Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush is off from UFC 2A. Uh, uh, Oliveira's got an injury.
0: Yeah, that's not good. I feel like I'm sorry for Charles. I hope he gets past his injury, gets all healed up. But I really feel bad for Benil Dariush.
1: <laughs> God dang, that guy, he, he cannot. he can't. He can't breathe a break. No. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all of a sudden he drops in the rankings. Oh, I mean, dude, he, he will. He'll drop the the in the rankings because he's yeah. done it in the past where just because he hasn't had a fight, he's dropping down. Like, it's his fault or something. Like, this. fuck. Um, I, he can't catch a break. No, oh, That's the biggest thing. I hope they don't drop him in the rankings, which I doubt they will for this for this situation. But, I mean, realistically... If Charles is going to be out for no, it says it's two, minor though. Okay. But even even if it's got to be more than like a month, month and a half and he's been he's ready to go in and in, in camp, bit Dariush, mm-hmm. they've got to put him in against somebody. They've got to get either that or he's got to be next in line for a title shot. He got to be next in line, but then, you know, you've got you've got Islam who is going to be fighting uh Who? Who is he fighting? That's the fight. What are we waiting on? That's what I say. That's the fight. That's what I say. We're supposed to be the winner, right? The winner of... Yeah. Ah, yeah, I think you just have Darius fight. It's it's meant to be. They were supposed to fight already before. It's meant to be. He's already beat Charles. It's meant to be. Give Darius the shot, man. That's a fun fight. That's a fun fight. Yeah. All right, next.
2: All right, we'll wrap up on this one. Um, Big John, uh, MMA Junkie, <laughs> had put something about... Um, Hagler versus Hearns, and said, What's the MMA version of this? Yeah, what's the MMA you. version
0: of Hagler and Hearns? Because Hagler versus Hearns was 38 years ago now mm-hmm. and was one of the uh, greatest couple rounds, three rounds of uh, boxing because they just went after each other. It was fantastic. And uh, the whole question was, Josh, what do you have as your Give me three, three fights that you would say would be your version, MMA version of a Hagler Hearns.
1: My first one would obviously be Paul Daly and Nick Diaz. That's my first one. That was picked by Jimmy Smith
0: and it was picked by me
1: too. Yep, okay. Okay. My second one would be Gray Maynard and Frankie Edgar. That
0: was picked, I'm trying to think of who picked it, but
1: someone did pick that. Okay, my third one is Don Fry and the big tall Japanese guy.
0: I want to say takahashi or Tashigawi or whatever. Again. Yeah, exactly. That was Something picked like also. That. Yes.
1: Those are my three. Okay.
0: And I, all of them. Great. Don Fry had a couple of them. Don Fry had one with T- Tank Abbott. He was getting the shit beat out of him mm. in the uh, ultimate, ultimate two way back when I think in 1996 and uh, came back and got the win. Pretty impressive. But I would say that Paul Daly versus, Uh, Nick Diaz would be up there. I'm going to go with also Mike Chandler versus Eddie Alvarez in their first clash. You could even go the second one, which I was lucky enough to referee, but the first one, fantastic, and people should go back and watch that fight because it was—
1: I was there live at that fight. You were there live. It was great. Trevor Prangley was the main event against Hector. Well, Lombard,
0: Trevor no. Langley should not have been the main event because that should have been the main event. No, just no, Trevor should have been the main <laughs> event. Trevor was
1: a Trevor was a bigger name than both those guys uh, at the time.
0: But uh, <laughs> just an amazing, amazing fight between it was those guys. And then uh, I I picked the just based upon the stupidity of the fight. I go with Don Fry and talking. Taka, Takahashi. Whatever, Can you pull I up what this guy is? Can't think of the pro wrestler. I can't. I can't say his last He's
1: in name. a wheelchair. He's like he's no. He got paralyzed. Almost, yeah, he, he's done. Yeah, he, he's like basically like no. Yeah, that was a that was a Gosh, bad one.
0: Man. Uh Hold on, real quick. Just uh, go down a little bit more. No. Go down more. Gosh, damn it. it uh, so that
1: far back? No, no, no,
0: no. I'm trying. No, I'm it was way. Saying.
1: No, it's up yeah, there. you right. Yoshiro Takayama. Takayama.
0: Takayama sure yeah he is he's he's uh, a quadriplegic
2: yeah
0: yeah is he
1: still alive he might not even still be alive I believe he's still alive yeah it's a tragic but I think yeah like he's shrunk down to nothing I do know that they were like kind of I showed they showed like video of him like in a um someone happened to like move him and like a in like a sling uh, like a cloth yeah. sling. How you have to move people yeah, around, kind up. of like hanging. Yeah, pick them up and hang them through that. Yep. He he was missing one ear because he had cauliflower ears so bad. I guess apparently he got caught broke in a off. fence or something like that. Yeah, it broke off, yeah. and yeah, he was missing one ear. Yep. <sighs> Tough man, because I'll tell you what, they
0: single collar tie by both, right hand open, and they just started jackhammering. What a what a great start to a fight. Dave, have you ever seen this fight?
1: Nope. Oh, my God. God man. Dave's. this is why we are We need to hire someone to actually watch this <laughs> the sport. Jesus. Uh, he, um, he was a big can, dude. Can you, man. Uh, he was like, Dave, pull it up. He's Dave, like you gotta six watch foot this six, six, you've six. got foot to watch yeah. it. Dave, you've got to watch it. There it is right there. Like, there okay, come whoop. on, Dave. Okay. I, I can't let you leave this fucking show tonight without watching at least like a minute and no. a half. of Oh, it's fantastic. The start is fantastic. Gosh, it just drives me crazy that Dave doesn't watch the sport at all. Well, he, he watches, alive, uh, he watches reruns. reruns. He watches pickleball. He, he watches reruns of The Rock. <laughs> yelling. Ah. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Swear, you was,
0: like, you would think that he would like this because Sakiyama is, was a professional wrestler. Yep. Watch, watch this. This fight. is great. This is so funny. They start right. off. Boom, 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 boom. And here it, here it starts.
1: This is great. Look. It's on Jack Cameron. On this is, is, Jack on Cameron. Club. This is fucking great.
2: <laughs> if you search Dom Frye and uh, Yoshi Hero Takeyama Battle Out and Iconic Showdown, if you search that, it's on the UFC's channel. Um, it's
1: fucking great, man. Yeah, because it's is part is of Pride of their, and they own it. <laughs> this is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. These two guys, this is what they do for the whole six minutes bre- seven bre- minutes of this do you, fight. Do you remember when he goes for a throw?
0: And he actually, you know, he ends up pulling Don Fry on top of him as he goes for the throw. He doesn't turn at all or anything. And he ends up mounted. It was, uh, look,
1: his face swelled up fast, too. I mean, Don's got fucking hammers. You know, it's funny. Don came out to AKA to train, uh, for a fight in Pride. And, um, and he came out to train with Frank Shamrock, and he was out there. And the craziest part was he'd show up at like 11, 11 p.m. Or, sorry, 11 a.m. 11 p.m. And he would stretch and warm up until noon. He'd work out for 20 minutes, and then he'd spend another 40 minutes stretching. cooling down and stretching. <laughs> he would only work out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And he'd go out there and fight like this. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I'm like, like... What training you and then he would come in that night and be like, Oh, I'm too tired. Like I just I'm too sore. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> From, if you're yeah. if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. Yeah. Gonna, too and tired. He is the worst corner I think ever. In oh MMA my god. He's so I, bad. I
0: told you. I was we were doing a strike force and I was reffing the fight. It was Cal Worsham's son. Cal Worsham had fought in the UFC, lost mm-hmm. to Paul Varlins, lost to Tank Abbott. And his son is fighting, and it's Cal Worsham, his father, and Don Fry in his corner. And this kid is mounted, and Don Fry is yelling, "Nebar, Nebar!" Yeah,
2: yep. that's looking the old over story. At him
0: like, what are you, are you kidding me?
1: I yeah. was like, "Oh my god, that was great." That's just, that's it every single time. Yep. He's he's yelling, and like. <laughs> 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 Yeah, what, are about, uh, what are you talking about, Kneebar? What are you talking about? Uh All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show. But before we go, go to WayneInPodcast.com. Oh, sorry. WayneInMerch. Oh, Dave, .com. look at that. Pick up some of our hoodies, our sweatshirts, and our short sleeve shirts. Because summer is coming. We've got hats, too. Keep the sun out of your eyes. Go to OnlyFans.com slash WayneIn. It's free. Subscribe to us over there. We're taking our fan questions over there. Talking with our fans. Putting some exclusive content available only on OnlyFans.com slash In John, take us away, bud.
0: Everyone, we got a fantastic fight coming up next week. We have the Bellator from Hawaii. It's going to be great. All kinds of good things. And you have Aljamain Sterling taking on Henry Cejudo in about, let's say, three weeks now. It's going to be fantastic. A lot of good fights coming up. Everyone stay tuned. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weighing In Podcast, and we will see you.